0: The Gov Innovator podcast is sponsored by MDRC, committed to finding solutions to some of the most difficult problems facing the nation, from reducing poverty, to bolstering economic self-sufficiency, to improving public education and college graduation rates. To learn more, visit mdrc.org. Welcome to the podcast, I'm Andy Feldman. Our focus today is how the US Department of Health and Human Services is helping department employees gain skills in using data through its newly launched CoLab, My guest is Will Yang, who leads the CoLab. In October of last year, HHS launched a pilot version of a new initiative called CoLab. It's an eight-week-long data science training program. The first class included 25 employees from different agencies within HHS who had different levels of knowledge about using data. These aren't all data experts. They applied to work on a specific data project that they proposed. To learn more, including insights for other agencies and departments that may want to do more with data, we're joined by Will Yang. He's been an innovation and design consultant at HHS for more than five years and now leads the CoLab. He joins us by phone. Will, welcome.
1: Hey, Andy. Thanks so much for having me.
0: We've talked on this podcast before, a few years ago actually, with Brian Sivak about the HHS Idea Lab. And also its Ignite Accelerator program; those are efforts to provide HHS employees with a startup environment to test new ideas. Tell us how this new pilot initiative, the CoLab, fits in with that.
1: Sure. So I think sitting where we are, we like see so many really cool challenges and problems from across the department uh, come by, and uh, a lot of folks who join the um, Idea Lab programming or the HHS Ignite programming, there's something they want to deliver. But they can't really put together a, a solution or concept in a digital form because uh, they, they're just not coming from a skill set where you know they have programming experience, where they've where they've done any sort of development in the past. And so, you know, what we're finding is there's a pretty common thread uh, where there are folks who, you know, could really benefit from knowing exactly how a lot of the digital tools come together. And it's generally sort of wrapped up in his concept of data science.
0: That makes sense. Am I right, Will, that this is about giving people enough knowledge that they feel comfortable, for example, developing a prototype of their idea and also down the road overseeing others who might build out that idea further?
1: Yeah, exactly. And we're probably never going to make somebody into like a, you know, senior developer, a software developer, who's going to like make enterprise level anything. It's more like in terms of problem solving, you have to sort of approach things where, you know, you want to try small things. You want to like figure out, okay, what's that small feature that I can like build uh, really quickly and kind of cheaply, quick and dirty anyway. And you can't really do that if you if you have to go to a contractor immediately and like you know you you have a very half baked idea that you'd like to create in a quick and dirty way. And if you don't have the ability to do that, uh, then it's really hard to make those small bets that we often encourage
0: folks to make. That's well said. You can't make somebody a data scientist in eight weeks, but you can get them savvy about the main concepts and get their feet wet on a project.
1: Exactly. So in an eight-week, in an eight-week course, I think it's pretty unreasonable. And I, and I think anybody who comes from the field will know that, yeah, you're never going to create a data scientist in eight weeks, even if they're pretty skilled to begin with. And so the most realistic thing that we actually push our folks to do is just to really figure out, okay, there you might have a big hairy project that you want to solve. Um, can we scope it down in such a way that you can sort of start rolling? When weeks is up, um, not only will you have the basics where you are now pretty sure that you're on the right track as far as which data science methodologies and what kind of tools you ought to be using, uh, but you also know how to like, continue to train yourself.
0: That's a good goal. Know enough to keep learning and also know enough to provide useful oversight of contractors in the future uh, that might build out a project.
1: Yeah. What you want to avoid is sort of a blind dependence. And it's not right or wrong to outsource. You know, development. In fact, it's probably very reasonable, uh, but you have to at least understand what the opportunities are. And uh, it's hard to conceive of what a proper scope of work should be if uh, you're not really sure what's sort of available to you with modern data science.
0: So, Will, I know there's some compelling projects in the first cohort. One of them that you've mentioned to me was uh, from a staff member from the Food and Drug Administration.
1: Yeah, prior to creating Colab, uh, we had actually been chatting with a colleague from the FDA who had figured out that, you know, perhaps there's a way to better monitor what's happening out in the food and drug areas that we're supposed to be sort of keeping track of if we can get into and tap into a, a set of data that is generally not really looked at, which is medical notes from nurses and doctors. So think either handwritten or digitized notes or eventually digitized notes that uh, generally are, are never scanned by a machine. And so um, recognizing that text mining might be a solution for getting this vast trove of data into the way that FDA would do, do that monitoring, which if you think about what the status quo is, generally it's like looking at journal articles or waiting for news to sort of reach the agency.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a way to be much more proactive about monitoring trends or developments. It's almost real time.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, she's very experienced in her field. Uh, but just so happens to not have any sort of formal training in text mining. And to be able to give her a sense for, okay, this is what text mining will make possible for you, uh, makes it such that she can actually validate that solution in small ways instead of sort of rushing towards a big effort.
0: Another project in this first cohort that you mentioned uh, to me was better understanding or determining the effectiveness of grant dollars that HHS provides to encourage more primary care physicians in the medical field. Tell us about that.
1: Sure. Uh, so there is a colleague from the Health Resources and Service Administration who is really trying to figure out, uh, is there a way to see if there's connection between um, the funding that we've given to certain universities and whether that funding is helping to contribute to students who are lead, then leaving and hopefully becoming primary care physicians? And so the real challenge is figuring out, okay, given that there's no actual database and you're not actually tracking the students during their time there you're actually trying to match together two data sets that are not meant to be matched together so one is we know which schools you have given money to uh, as far as being grantees and then on the other hand we are able to see who physicians are out there in the world and trying to sort of do this matching that right now is um, pretty much impossible uh, unless you have a machine doing that matching for you.
0: And in the biz that's called data wrangling is that right?
1: Uh, Data wrangling uh, is definitely it. You have programming, like Python, for example, that will sort of loop through giant data sets for you and just basically do a lot of matching.
0: In the couple minutes we have left, uh, Will, one thing I'd like to ask you is what are the main concepts, data science concepts that you cover in the course, some of which you've already mentioned?
1: Yeah, sure. So I think we've mentioned a few. So data wrangling is an area Predictive analytics and machine learning is sort of a different area and visualization, of course, is uh, very, very useful. So uh, when we, when we mention data wrangling, it's, it's really the act of making raw data more useful. And so this generally actually represents almost 90% of the work that like data scientists actually have to do. It's sort of preparing the data to actually do something or to be, to be read by a machine. So that's making it clean. It's making it accessible in a, in a format that a machine can actually use. And so the kinds of tools that we're learning about are sort of like MySQL or PHP Admin. And essentially, that's being able to set up automated data feeds from, you know, sources like health record APIs. Uh, Another area, uh, it's sort of the the meat and potatoes is sort of machine learning and and predictive analytics. And that's about finding patterns and data that hope to show correlation between sort of your inputs and outputs, right? So the example I like to think about is essentially, can you train a machine to Detect adverse events before they happen based on text mind from a structured medical notes as, you know, sort of the example we talked about. Uh, but the way to think about it is, you know, are we seeing an increasingly common set of words or phrases that are seeming predictors of some kind of negative reaction or something that we want to pay attention to? Of course, we're making sure that all the participants, um, have some form of data visualization skills and it has to do with can you sort of present the so what of your, of your tool but visualizing data in general is about making inference or basically making smarter hypotheses and doing it a bit easier. So if you think about it, like can you can you glance at an excel spreadsheet and see an obvious pattern or make a confident decision based on sort of looking at a, a dense spreadsheet probably not. Uh but a visualization of the same data will give us better insight and perhaps uh, a much better educated guess about a course of action to try.
0: I want to mention to our listeners who may be interested in the format of the course, Will has noted to me that it's an eight-week course held two days a week, all day, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That allows time, although at a really fast pace, for training on data science principles and doing applied exercises, it's also the time that participants use to dedicate to their capstone projects. Will, I know that I and many of our listeners will be interested to see how the initiative develops beyond the pilot. It is a terrific example of empowering employees in a way that can really catalyze bottom-up employee-generated innovation. So good luck to you and to all those involved. And Will, thank you for giving us an overview of the CoLab. Thank you so much, Andy.